Hello and Will Yeoman and welcome to another episode of the pod Well Travelled where I'm joined today by Stephen Scarfield, travel editor of the West Australian and West Travel Club. Not to forget that wonderful family of readers and fellow travellers. Um, Stephen, how are you going today? Oh, great, thank you. How are you, Will? I'm very well, thank you. Now, right. coming up later in the show, we've got our fantastic... No, actually, no, no. Let's not say fantastic. We don't, we don't want to give him too big a head. Moans Johansson. He, he's he's pretty good. The pretty good Moans Johansson, oh. who's going to be talking about the new iPhone 14. Um, we've also got aviation editor Jeffrey Thomas coming up with some aviation news. And then we've got Stephen and Grady Brand taking us back to the outback to hear the birds of the mulga. But before we do that, Stephen, um, well, you're going to ask me about something else closer to home. Well, yeah, before we do any of that, Will, yes. I, I think we should explain, I should explain to those listening that Will's actually on leave for a month. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be here running the desk. And <laughs> I'm doing virtually, the, virtually here. That you'd be virtually, well, you're virtually appreciated. Um, no, Will, I, I, well, thank you. For those who don't know, uh, Will is also the artistic director of the York Festival. And of course, we're in the lead up to that this week. So Will has taken a, a month of his own personal leave to uh, lead into and run the festival. So perhaps you could tell us how that how that's going, how the build-up preparation is going for the Friday launch, I believe. Yeah, look, thanks for asking, Stephen. Yeah, I'm taking the, the classic uh, busman's holiday, as he used to call it, where you it's a holiday. It's not really a holiday. But anyway, it's fun. And um, yet this week we're leading up to the Friday night opening preparations, Two Mountains Dreaming. It's telling the story one of the dreamings of the local Beldong Noongar community in York, which is in the Avon Valley, which is around about an hour and a half's drive roughly east of Perth in Western Australia. That's very exciting. And, yeah, look, Stephen, two big weeks over the school holidays, uh, packed with lots of family stuff, lots of theatre, lots of dance, lots of exhibitions, but also those great family activities like circus by the river, like cubby house making. We've got uh, walks by the river and we've got historic um, architectural walks. But speaking of family stuff and just well, fun in general, you and Moans are going to be doing two of your famous photo walks with phones for us this Saturday. What can you tell us about those? We are. We're doing that on Saturday. Um, one for families, one just sort of general one. Yeah, we, we do a two-hour walk. Um Showing, showing a lot of the tricks in the phone. I mean, there's, there's a, these are serious cameras now. I, I'm completely in love with phone photography. Mm. Um, these are very good, high quality cameras, and just like any other camera, you know, there's a lot to learn about the, the, the sort of technicalities of them, the way to set them, and the buttons to use. And uh, there are a lot of things that the phones can do which are just the same as or replicate what cameras did with depth of field and so on and there's lots of ways of taking food and portraits and other things um but then also um we also throw moments and i throw an emphasis on um composition leading lines thirds it was lovely once i was just standing there with this lady and i was showing her that she said your picture's so much more you know more kind of tighter or something i said well mm. literally by moving the phone these you know 10, 12, 15 centimetres um, is a completely different picture, um, tilting it and doing this and that. So we, we spend a lot of time with hands-on with people doing that. Um, but 
So I'm sure lots of listeners will know York, but for those who don't, as you've said, Will, it's uh, an hour and a half's drive through the Wandu Forest, a, a pretty drive out Great Eastern Highway. and then Especially now with the canola fields in exploding with that yellow. Absolutely. And it's going to be a huge canola harvest this year, which is, you know, very important to, to our mm. economy. WA produces about 40% of the, of the country's uh, canola. Um York, of course, you know, one of the early inland settlement towns, uh, agricultural town, famous for its heritage building. So it's a fantastic, you know, place to go. And I must say, it's the, the festival, you know, your work and the, the whole team's working with the festival really brings, you know, life and culture to a town like that. And it's so important to regional WA and regional Australia. Um, and I think that the commissioning of this piece, uh, uh, that you've described uh, is, is just an amazing thing. It's a fantastic thing to do for the town so and for, and for the local community. So congratulations to you on that. Um, no, no, thank you. I think we've got a few places left on the photo walk. So the York... You have. Only a few. It, it books through Eventbrite. Um, that is correct. So just, just, just type in um, photo walks with phones. It'll come up. That's Great. on September the 24th, which is, yeah, if people are listening it's, now, it's this it's Sunday. Always, it's always depressing when it's just moans and me. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, walk, I walk him around the first one telling him things. He walks me around the second one telling me things. And then we all go home. So, And we don't want that, do we, listeners? So we please don't come that. along. <laughs> no, we're looking forward to it. So it'll be fun. Well, look, say this is a really good point to bring moans in and to talk about the new iPhone 14. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've read some, uh, you know, the, the Apple press releases, and uh, yesterday I had a, uh, a sort of briefing by uh, one of the Apple technicians about, you know, uh, what what the new phones can do, and uh, I'm waiting. Hopefully today or maybe tomorrow I'll get a a test phone uh, which I can keep for a couple of weeks just to to familiarize myself a little bit about it and then uh, we'll be writing a review to go in the travel pages for that so I'm pretty excited about it um, it's uh, you know like any new phones there's always new bits and pieces some of them you know will will appeal to uh you know, some people, other things to others, but I guess as always, one of the main selling points is, uh, you know, the cameras in the phones. And, uh, you know, that's, I guess, the, the, you know, to me, the most exciting bit about, uh, you know, whenever there's a new phone, whether it be Apple, uh, Oppo or Samsung or whoever it might be, you know, it's, you know, we delve into what the cameras can do because that's what, most people like to to know about i mean we all know they make phone calls <laughs> yeah i guess the the biggest change in the cameras is that uh, it's been uh, that they, they now have the main camera the wide angle camera on the rear of the phone uh, is now up to 48 megapixels uh, from 12 um, and uh, there's some new features in the uh, video Area there was a last year in the iPhone 13 they launched this uh, feature called uh, cinematic mode uh, that's been improved uh, in in its sort of uh, the way it works but also it can now shoot 4Ks uh, uh, 
resolution at, at 30 frames per second. So that's a, a major leap forward. And uh, then they've got a new uh, video feature called Action Mode, which is sort of like a, a, it works essentially like a built-in gimbal, you know, a, a stabilizer. So you, you're supposed to get sort of really noticeably smoother videos of of uh, sort of action events and that sort of stuff so uh, that's that's also pretty it's a new sensor i mean all the all the all the sensors are improved they're slightly larger which means that uh, you know the 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 uh, pixels themselves are larger which improves low light performance in particular um, so it's good news all round uh, on on that front you know so I mean we all thought when the 13 came out and and the you know like the Samsung s22 like I know you have will is uh, you know they're they're really amazing um, until the new model comes out <laughs> and that seems to just improve things just a little bit more again so it's it's uh it's certainly i mean i guess if you have last year's 13 pro or something like that you know you <clears throat> you may or may not want to upgrade right away i guess it depends on on uh, whether you feel that you need or, or want uh, you know for example the new video features if they appeal to you you know you'll definitely see a big difference um, but uh, you know so it's it's more I guess if you have a phone that's two three or even um, a few years older uh, you'll see a huge a huge improvement in these new phones there's no no question about that Stephen, I know you're a fan of the iPhones. I know you've got an iPhone 13 Pro and you can't wait for this release. What are you looking forward to? Can't wait. Well, you know, uh, as as we've sort of discussed, as Moses has been talking about these advancements, you know, year on year, I mean, this this is huge industry, huge teams of talented people improving things. I mean, to move to a 48 megapixel uh, camera is really, you know, substantial and the and the the shift to 4K 30 frames video and so on. I mean, these are this is the stuff that you used to spend twenty thousand dollars on a camera for, you know. So really extraordinary, and I, I love keeping up. I love taking advantage of those uh, of those advancements. I mean, I know it's what we do, so it's a, a work tool for us. But mm. I think, that, I mean, you know, to have a potentially to have a GPS emergency beacon camera, all your maps. Um, all your resource materials in one little box in your pocket. I mean, it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, and, and I think my mind is – I love camera photography, uh, the phone photography. I've just yes. bought camera bodies and lenses and things. But so I still love that, but phone photography is different, and I think it's a very refreshing form of photography. No, absolutely, and it sounds like it's really um, giving you almost a, a new lease on life, and, and from a yeah. from a photographic perspective, yeah, it really has. It really has. Mm. It's really refreshed me. I, I, you know, and it's fun. You know, it's great fun walking around with the phone. It's great. Yeah, brilliant. Well, so talking about new developments and fun, let's hear about the latest in aviation news from our aviation editor Jeffrey Thomas. Okay, so as promised, I am now joined by Jeffrey Thomas. Jeffrey, welcome back to the pod. Well travelled. Greetings, Will. Yeah, great to be here. 
And as all, well, I should say, it, there always seems to be a lot happening in aviation at the moment, but there really is this week. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, well, look, there's lots and lots happening, actually. Um, and as you, uh, particularly coming out of COVID, all sorts of things are going on. And the big news, the real big news, is the A380s are coming back. Um, and uh, Emirates is bringing theirs in from November 1, and Qatar follows on December 6. Um, and that's prompted a lot of readers to uh, contact us um, saying, oh, dear, I've got a booking uh, with, with Emirates or Qatar. What's going to ha- what's gonna happen to my seat mm. allocation? Well, the, the simple answer is if you're a travelling economy, which most of us do, um, the configuration uh, of the 777 and the A380 for economy is basically identical, uh, three, four, three. So whatever seats you've booked, uh, will just simply transfer onto the A380. That's if you're in economy. Now, uh, we then explore business class because there's quite a few changes when it comes to business class. Um, and uh, this week, uh, we do we do explore that um, and uh, making some suggestions of what you might like to look for because you can always go online um, mm. with your booking reference number and uh, go into the seat selection area and, um, and mess around with your seats. So there's, there's, there's lots of suggestions about what you can do and what the changes are uh, for, these, for, this, uh, for the A380s that are coming. That's the real big news. Um, and uh, we've also got um, uh, Batic Air returning to the Bali route um, uh, shortly, De- uh, Perth, Denpasar, four services a week. Um, mm. And, uh, in fact, they're doing um, uh, Batic Air Malaysia are now doing... 10 services a week between Perth and Kuala Lumpur. So there's some really good things happening there. And uh, we've got details about Air Mauritius coming back as well. Extraordinary. Mm. Now, I noticed somewhere in your notes you mentioned something going on with Cathay Pacific too. Yes, look, Cathay's moving from, I mean, it's unbelievable to think of this. They used to be 10 services a week. Yes. They're, They're currently one service a fortnight. Uh, which is due to the very restrictive situation with Hong Kong. But all mm. of that's being relaxed mm. at the moment at a fairly rapid mm. rate. Um, so next month they're going to two services a week and it is expected that that will rapidly ramp up. And that'll be that'll be great news to a lot of people because a lot of people who are big fans of Cathay, I mean, it's a terrific airline, great mm. product, um, great connections into uh, China, to the United, to Europe and the United States. Um, so um, watch this space on that, and we'll keep you up to date uh, with uh, with as, as the services are increased. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Now, finally, um, Changi Airport charges are going up. What's yes, going on there? Look, it's it's a minor increase. It's about five dollars, I think. Um, okay, it's not going to break the bank then. It's not going to break the bank. However. Um, it is, and of course, the thing is, passengers don't have to pay it themselves. It's included in your ticket, so there's a there's a there's a fractional increase in your ticket price. Mm. But I think a lot of airports will be looking at their uh, taxes and charges uh, over the next uh, twelve months, and uh, as they try and uh, recoup some of the huge losses they've made over the last couple of years. So there's going to be a little bit of pain there. Um, going forward, um, but hopefully, hopefully not not too much. 
Okay, that's that's really good to know. Now, Jeffrey, let, let's move away briefly before I let mm. you go from aviation. And I, I asked the guys when I was chatting to them whether they had been watching the Queen's funeral service. How about mm. you? Yes, um, absolutely. It's been a constant in our lives. Or you know, I I recall. I think the first time I saw the Queen was I think it was 1956 or 57 when she came to Perth, wow. and we were bussed to Thomas Street. Uh, nothing to do with me being a Thomas, but we were bussed <laughs> to Thomas Street, I know, just near Rosalie Park, and we had little flags given to us, and we waved to her as she went by. Yes, I, I've been, um, yeah, that's the only time I ever saw her, um, and but she's been a constant in our lives. She's been, uh, you know, the rock of Gibraltar, if you like, in a, in a crazy world. Um, she's the one piece of stability, and I've been really taken by the outpouring of grief um, and obviously a lot of people have been impacted by the fact that this person that was always there, uh, always doing the right thing, tremendously serving her country and the Commonwealth, um, is gone. And, um, yeah, really, very, very, uh, very teary, very sad, and a, and a magnificent send-off. Uh, the British do it really mm. well. It was extraordinary. Really extraordinary, wasn't yeah, it? And, it and was. to be able for all of us to watch it live as well was just well, yes, the next well, best you, thing to be there. You didn't have much choice. You uh, flicked through the channels <laughs> a couple of times and it was just... Uh, Indeed. I think they're all taking the same feed from the same cameras. I'm sure that was the case. And uh, so, but yeah, look, you, you wanted to you wanted to watch. One of those things, you know, you always remember where you were. And I remember where I was when I heard that President Kennedy had been shot and mm. I was raking the leaves in the front garden and the next-door neighbour told us. And I'll always remember it. I can remember seeing him telling us that news and it was such an incredible shock. Um, so I think we'll all, all remember things like these particular moments um, and certainly we'll remember that funeral. Um, no, absolutely. Mm. So, you yeah. know, and for all of us who are thinking of heading over to the UK anytime soon, we'll, we'll be heading over to a very different U- UK. And for example, we'll have to get used to saying KC instead of QC. Yeah, little indeed. things like that. Little things. <laughs> yes, we're sort of, uh, it's in our DNA to say God save the Queen. Now it's God save the King. So, um, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, Jeffrey. Well, it's, it's always a great pleasure talking to you in the pod well traveled. You take care and look forward to touching base again next week. As you will. Stephen, again, you're excited about those big planes coming back, aren't you? Well, yes, and, and you know, obviously for us here in Perth, in Western Australia, you know, that's a substantial increase to move up to those sort of 500-plus A380s, and, and lots of listeners here will, you know, really like the A380. Certainly, there's the emphasis on business class and so on, but if you're in a big, wide-bodied, tall plane, um, it's, it's more comfortable in the economy, which is where I, you know, almost invariably fly. Mm, so, mm. I, you know, I think that that sense of space is really important in them. But it's also um, emblematic of the fact that we are seeing, you know, volume building around the world. So that means better connections. That means that if you're connecting in Singapore or the Middle East, you know, the connections are surer. And we're seeing some volumes starting to build or signs of this out of South America, which has been a bottleneck. So, um, you know, things are getting smoother. If you think back four or six weeks, um, you know, to the kind of noise, the 
complaints that were going on about aviation then things have changed in the last month you know certainly domestically they're changing reasonably mm. rapidly no no that's a really fair point i experienced it myself certainly um flying to and from alice springs um via various other cities and completely smooth nothing to complain about no problems at all um look Stephen. Before we go, tell us where you're going to take us next. Well, it's 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 relevant, isn't it? I mean, we've and the whole world's been watching the uh, the Queen's funeral this week. Indeed, such a dominant part of our week. I think um, this the end of this era, this you know permanent witness to the change that's happened in in the last seventy years is just extraordinary. Mm. We, we've been talking about these big planes and iPhones. You know, who would have thought that seventy years ago? Um, when, uh, when King Charles III, as he is now, fairly recently visited Perth, he was shown around King's Park by Grady Brand, who, uh, as a lot of listeners will know, is a great friend of mine and is a great um, interpreter of the West Australian landscape, a uh, great West Australian flora expert. In fact, he, he ran the ABC Roots and Shoots gardening show last Saturday between 9 and 10. I listened to that. That was amazing. So... Grady and, of course, and King Charles, as he's now, uh, had a lot in common talking about plants, sustainability, ecology, which has been a great theme of the King's life for the last many decades, mm. what drives Grady. So there was there is that connection there. And I'm, I always feel so privileged to be with him in, you know, these in- incredible environments in Western Australia. And this is us in the Carrara rangelands with the birds. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Stephen, and thanks for being on the show and look forward to catching up with you in York on the weekend and again here on the Pod Well Travelled next week. Great. Thanks, Bill. Just been listening to some early morning birds. We're in the Mulga country, just about 400-something kilometres north of Perth. Immediately, you know, we're in such deep bush, I feel, here. Yesterday, we had a fantastic day for birds. We had this dawn chorus, just a bit like you've heard some of the birds this morning. And uh, we had Major Mitchells feeding on wildflowers, like 15 metres from my friend Grady Brand, who's walking with me here. We're just walking through the wildflowers. My goodness, they're a bit sleepy still. They close up at night and then come out in the heat. We finished off the day. Tell us how we finished off the day with our birds yesterday. The barn owl. Grady's looking at me like, what? What happened? The barn owl. (laughs) That's right. We were sitting down around the fire, and uh, Stephen's wife, Virginia, uh, saw out the corner of an eye, uh, a corner of her eye, a white flash that came into the tree. And she said, a white bird just came into the tree. What is it? Head torches on, up into the tree. And this big barn owl, about 30 centimetres, looking down with its big beady eyes. So out we got with the bird book for proper identification. And sure enough, a barn owl. And the screech of the barn owl as it uh, flew through the air was uh, a memory to behold. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't, because I grew up in England, I relate to barn barn owls there and being in barns. I didn't pick it here immediately, but... um, Oh, there's something else having a bit of a morning shout there. I didn't pick it immediately, but um, of course, you know, they're silent because of the the nature of the wings have the unhooked barbs, so that's how the owls fly so silently. And uh, 
it was just a magnificent sight for the big bird to come in without a without any sort of sound at all and sit there and so we had the major mitchells which are uh, again a big substantial white bird with big comb they're fantastic aren't they? yeah they're beautiful and also out here are the the red-tailed uh, cockatoos so they're screeching and flying around like the ancient beasts they are so you, it's a you saw a scarlet robin yesterday scarlet robin blue wren yeah. so there was uh, quite a yeah, a sweeter we had, species. We had shrikes as well. There was shrikes singing up as we walked up the hill. So we've, we've had a real bird time here. And, We're in, and my favourite, the black-faced cuckoo shrike. Oh, it's a ripper, isn't it? So it's <laughs> got a fantastic call too. And that sort of swooping flight, up and down, undulating flight. Yeah. Uh, we're in Carrara Rangeland Park. So uh, for those in listening here in Western Australia, if we orientate you, you're sort of... Um, Perengi's a good kick-off spot. We're east of Perengi, east of Morrowa, north of Woobin, west of Painsfine, and in south of Yalgu, in a very big rangeland park. Um, there's access for caravans at Thunderlara. Um, you can get a caravan into Dampawa, which is the old state farm where they did a lot of development on you know, dryland species, wheats and so on. Uh, and now that's a camping area. So throughout the Carrara, there's, there's camping areas. It can all be booked at the Parks and Wildlife uh, Park Stay website. Uh, have a look at Carrara and come and join us in the birds, hey? They're beautiful. Oh, beautiful.